Praise God. Hallelujah. I just want to welcome us once again to the live broadcast of the City of Refuge, Melbourne. It's been three days of praying and fasting with the third day today. Friday, we were waiting on the Lord. Saturday, we were waiting on the Lord. And then today, and we are rounding it out with communion. I believe that most of us have been doing this. And I just want to let you know that the Lord himself will reward your sacrifice. Praying and fasting uh, is a major, major discipline of the Christian faith. Uh, where you cannot really grow in your knowledge of him without engaging in times of praying and fasting. Jesus said, when you fast. He did not say, if you fast. When you fast, meaning that it's a question of time when you have to set time aside to fast. And I just want to encourage us, don't wait until trouble is knocking on the door before you set time apart. Consistently, on a regular basis, just on your own. Don't even wait for time of corporate praying and fasting like this. But set time apart on your own to just wait on the Lord. Because those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up their wings like the eagles. They will walk, they will not faint, they will run, they will not be weary. And I believe by the unction of the Spirit of God upon my life, that after these three days, you will not remain the same. Because God's hand will come upon you. In fact, the Lord's hand is already on you, especially if you've been part of this program up to this particular moment. God's hand is upon you already, and you will outrun every Ahab to the gates of Jezreel in the name of Jesus. I sense this very, very clearly. I hear this very, very clearly that the time has come. We are in a kairos time for some things to start to happen specifically to you and for you in Jesus' name. I sense very, very strongly that many of us, some of us are breaking forth after these three days of praying and fasting. You are breaking forth into your inheritance. You are breaking forth. You are moving on. It is like crossing over to take over everything that has limited you, everything that has hindered you in the name of Jesus. You are taking ground that you will never lose again. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I want you to be ready with your communion bread and wine because at a particular point during the service we're going to take the bread and the wine together i'll take you to the communion table so be ready with your communion and also i want to just uh, remind us and for those who have not heard of these that our fresh outpouring conference is coming up next weekend i'll repeat our fresh outpouring conference is coming up next weekend the blood spoke through Prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And the young men will see visions. And the old men will dream dreams. And upon the handmaidens and the maid servants will I pour out of my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. Prophecy, visions, and dreams are languages of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
and they are given to us so that we can assess heaven and download what is in the heart of the Father. And they become like guides. They become like guidelines. They become like what is called, uh, uh, you know, what, what we use. They, they, they become like guides for us to travel on even in the course of life. Amen. And I believe once again that this weekend is just a prelude to next weekend. And God himself, who has been preparing us, oh, who has been, we've been spending time with, will cause us to experience him so powerfully during this conference. There's some of our friends who will be joining us. Amen. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. Joining us from outside the city of Melbourne and probably also outside Australia who will be linking up with us. This conference will take place online as we are all aware. Uh, that Melbourne is uh, still on a bit of a lockdown and isolation. Praise God. But don't worry, we're imagining infinitely better, you know, after this whole period than when the entire thing started. I want you to say it to yourself. I, I am imagining after this period of lockdown, of quarantine, of isolation, I am imagining infinitely better than when this entire thing started in jesus name that is your lord and your portion amen and i so i want to encourage you also to start to take advantage of the spirit life devotional that uh, came out last week spirit life devotional uh you find them from monday to friday you won't find any during the weekend but monday to friday and just on a daily basis, go to them, listen to them, receive life, receive impartation, receive encouragement, receive inspiration from them. Uh, they are meant to also help us as we, as, we, as we continue and chart our day, even in the, in the course of our daily endeavors. Take advantage of them. Take advantage of all these messages that have been, God has been giving to us. They are to help us to imagine infinitely better. If you say if you've declared it, if you've confessed it, and you believe it, then go back and listen to those messages again and again and again. They will help you, even in your walk with him, to emerge infinitely better than when the entire thing started. And of course, you have the Family Life series. All of these are to help us. Take advantage of all these resources. God has given us a lot of resources so that we are prepared, we are fully armed, and we are ready for what God wants to do through us, with us, and for us. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for yet another day. Thank you for bringing us together. Thank you so much, O oh Lord my God, for the encouragement and your word to us to come with boldness to the throne of grace, to receive mercy, and to find grace to help in the time of need. Lord, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice, wherever, wherever they are, be it in the city of Melbourne or beyond the shores of our nation. Now, Lord, let there be impartation. Let there be inspiration. Let there be revelation that will cause total transformation of lives. Lord, I pray, let no one remain the same. Lord, let there be transaction Oh, Lord, in the spirit. Lord, we 
your spirit and their spirit. And even as we minister to them through my spirit, Lord, let there be fresh encounter with heaven. Let there be open heaven. Let eyes be open to see. Let ears be open to hear. Let hearts be open to know what the Spirit of God is saying. Father, we want to thank you. They will emerge after this message full of joy, full of faith, full of strength, all love for the journey that lies ahead. Thank you, wonderful Savior. Let there be encouragement. Let there be strength in their spirit. In Jesus' name. Father, we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, all the adoration. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. I would like us to open our Bible to the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter number 18 from verse 41. 1 Kings 18 from verse 41. It reads, and I called. 1 Kings 18 from verse number 41. The drought ends. I said, the drought ends. I have come to declare to you this morning that every area of your life where there's been a drought, where there's been fruitlessness, where there's been lack of productivity, I've come to announce as one saying from heaven that the drought has come to an end. Very, very clearly, God wants us to hear this. And I want you to hear this in your spirit and declare that regarding you, concerning you, every area where there's been drought, it's come to an end in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Then Elijah said to Ahab, verse 41, Go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. There's a sound of abundance of rain. 42. So Ahab went up and drank to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Camel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. <laughs> and several times he said again, he said, go again. Then he came to part the seventh time. Everybody said the seventh time. The seventh time that he said, there's a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. Stops you. How can a man be so confident like this when all he could see was just a small cloud, as small as a man's hand? And he said, Go, oh, move so that the rain will not stop you. Something is happening between heaven and the earth. There's something happening be between the man called by God, anointed by God, and heavens, the God of heaven, interacting with the natural man, interacting with this man who has positioned himself before God to walk with him. Prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. Verse number 45. Now it happened in the meantime that the sea became black with clouds and wind, and there was what? A little shower. I say a little shower. 
Oh, no, no, no. There was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode, Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. I prophesied by every unction of God upon my life. I said, where there's been dryness, there'll be heavy rain for you. I said, there'll be heavy rain for you. Amen. The outpouring of the rain of God's spirit. And a great harvest will rise up from there. God spoke to us at the beginning of this year. Said this will be a year of harvest. And I'm telling you, Jehovah has not changed. I said he has not changed his mind. Somebody say ah, about this COVID-19. It does not matter. When they are saying that they are what? They are down. You will be declaring that you are lifted up. When they are saying we don't know what is happening. You will be declaring that by God is making the way for me. When others are saying we don't understand what exactly is happening with this COVID-19, with this lockdown. You will be saying that the Lord is your helper. And you will not fear what man will do unto you. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I say in my spirit, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And I'm not saying that very lightly at all. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. There are key points I want us to note here. Number one, when Elijah told Ahab that there was a sound of abundance of rain, there was no sound audible to the human ear. I said, when Elijah told Ahab the king that there was a sound of abundance of rain, there was no sound audible to the human ear. So Elijah did not hear it with the natural ears. Hello. In fact, there was dryness. There was what? There was nothing happening. The entire nation was in drought. But God's man speaking with God's voice, anointed from heaven, made a declaration. A declaration declaring the sound of abundance of rain. In the same way, in the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of lockdown, in the midst of isolation, or whatever it is that the news media are declaring, or are saying, I declare over you the sound of abundance of rain. In Jesus' name. How can somebody hear this? It is so important because today, especially amongst believers, we are allowing the soul to rule and to reign. That was never the plan of God in the beginning. God's plan was that the spirit of man would be the one in ascendancy. The spirit of man in conjunction Oh, where the Spirit of God will be the one guiding, will be the one leading, will be the one directing, will be the one showing us what to do. But when man fell, the soul took over. Because the Spirit died and the soul took over. And the soul is the seat of the intellect, the seat of the will, and the seat of the emotion. Now we are led by feelings. Oh, I feel good. I feel good today. Oh, I don't feel good at all. So we're led by our feelings. We have become your, your Christians. Up today, down tomorrow. Because feelings are what? They're fickle. They're not reliable. We're led by our feelings. When we feel good, that's it. When we don't feel good, that's it. I loved a man called Smith Wigglesworth. 
he said to somebody asked him, how do you feel? When was he, he, he seemed to be having some issues with his body. And somebody asked him, how do you feel? He said, Smith does not, he said, <laughs> he said, you don't ask me how he feels. Smith tells feels what to feel. That means my body is not the one ruling. My body is not the one in charge. My body is not the one directing me and telling me what to do. He said, it's my spirit that is in ascendancy. My spirit, the way God created man, and the way God wanted man to, to, to operate, is that the spirit of man will be the world in conjunction, in relying on the spirit of God at work in his life, not the soul. Not the soul, definitely not the body. And that is why sometimes, because we don't understand that, we say body, soul, and spirit. You won't find that in scriptures. The scripture says the spirit, the soul, and the body. When your spirit man is the one in charge, then you can download from heaven. It's called spirit-to-spirit -spirit transaction. You can hear what heaven is saying. You can keep, pick up the vibrations of the spirit. You can hook up to the frequency of heaven and start to download from heaven what heaven is saying. And I'm telling you many times, what earth is saying is different from what heaven is saying. All over the world now, what do you hear? What? COVID-19. Oh, coronavirus. Oh, the infections have increased here. Do you, do, you, do you think that's what they're saying in heaven? Is coronavirus in heaven? Does he exist in heaven? Heavenly beings don't even know what you're talking about when you're always talking about COVID-19. Am I saying he's not there? Oh, yes, he is. But I'm telling you, you can choose to operate in another dimension. It's through a different frequency because of what you are hearing from heaven. And what I'm hearing this morning is that the sound of abundance of rain is here. Amen. I say amen. Praise God. I hear in my spirit the sound of abundance of rain. It doesn't matter what the circumstances. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter what they're saying in the news media. It doesn't matter what they're saying in, in, in the news. It doesn't matter what your neighbors are saying. It doesn't matter what your friends are even saying. But I hear the sound of abundance of rain. You know, the, where the challenge now lies, whose report will you believe? I said, whose report will you believe? Hello? Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. And his report says we are healed. His report says we are what? Free. His report says we are what? We are delivered. His report says we are rich. Whose report will you believe? I have chosen to believe the report of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So no COVID-19 will come near me. No COVID-19 will come near you. No evil will befall you. In the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what might be happening around you. I want to announce to you that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say, the Lord is my what? is my refuge and the lord is my 
fortress. And what? In him will I trust. And therefore, surely, because of what you will say, I will say, and then surely it will deliver me from the snare of the fowler, from every noisome pestilence. It will cover me with his feathers, and under his wings I will take refuge. Oh, oh underneath I what? I will take refuge, because his truth is my shield and my buckler. I will not be afraid of the terror of what? Of the night, or the arrows that fly by day. Or the pestilence that walks about in darkness, including COVID-19 or coronavirus or whatever other name they'll, they'll bring out tomorrow. I will not be afraid of that in Jesus' name. Oh, arrows that flies by day. The pestilence that walks in that darkness. Destruction that lives with at noon day. A thousand may fall by your side. Ten thousand by your right side. They shall in no way come near you. They shall in no way come near me. With my own eyes I will see the recompense of the wicked. Because I've made the Lord my God and the Most High my habitation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is... <laughs> I've dedicated the remaining years of my life to him. And and four things that in the name of Jesus, I will spend those remaining years in strength. I will spend those remaining years in health. I will spend the remaining years in wealth, advancing God's kingdom. In Jesus' name. Oh, the remaining years of my life on earth, I've dedicated it to him. Because he's able to keep them. He's able to keep that which you, you, you commit to him. That's why you must know clearly what heaven is saying. And you can't pick up the vibrations of heaven if you are not tuned to the frequency of heaven. If you are tuned to the frequency of the earth, that's what you'll be hearing. But if you are tuned to the frequency of heaven, you hear the frequency of heaven. Amen. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Amen. I want to remind you, when Elijah said that, there was nothing at all. He didn't hear it by the sound of his natural ears. There was nothing happening. But he had heaven clearly. Because it was tuned to the frequency of heaven. And it declared what heaven was saying. Number two. Elijah's declaration of prayers rested on the assurance of God's promise. Elijah's declaration of prayers rested on the assurance of God's promise. So he wasn't just opening his mouth to just say what he wanted to say. There was a voice from heaven. He had God, and he declared what God said. So his declaration was based on what he had, because it was tuned to the frequency of heaven. I, I, I don't understand all of this. Let me take you to 1 Kings 18 from verse number 1. We read verse 41 earlier. Let me take you to verse number 1. And it came to pass after many days, after they've been in drought for three and a half years, that the word of the Lord came to Elijah, in the third year. Everybody say the third year. Hallelujah. There's something about the, th about the third day. This is the third day of our praying and fasting. Oh, this is the third day. Jesus rose from the dead. What? On the third day. In the third year, saying, go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. Many times people hear from God. As you are hearing today, people get excited. Oh, yes, God is saying there's a sound of abundance of rain. I've heard, Pastor has declared it, and I believe it. Oh, yes, there's a sound. This is what God is saying to us. But let me take you to verse 2. 
So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab, and there was what? A severe famine in Samaria. Question, did God speak? I thought God spoke. I have had the prophecies, but I have not seen them. You know, you can't see what you do not believe. The prophetic word is like a guided missile, looking for what? The believing heart to walk in the believer's life. God clearly spoke to Elijah in verse 1. Go present yourself to Ahab. Open your Bible to it and see it there. It came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, Go present yourself to Ahab. I will send rain on the earth. God spoke to him. Verse number two. And he did exactly what God said. Elijah presented himself to Ahab. And there was severe famine. Severe famine. Totally contrary to God's word. You know that every word of the Lord, many times, if it's a true word, Satan will try to contest it. Will try to contest it. But when you realize that faith begins when the will of God is known, the moment the word has been declared, the moment you, believe, you, you are holding on to it, the moment you believe it, the moment you believe it, the moment you hold on to it, then you are ready and prepared for any contest or any confrontation that will come from the enemy. Ahab had, I mean, Elijah had God, presented himself to Ahab, and what you will expect will be rain. But the Bible said there was severe famine. That is when the boys are separated from the men. Hello? I said, well, that's when what? The boys, or maybe we should put it this way, that's when the girls are separated from the women. Amen. That's when you truly know whether you believe it or not. Because when the contest will begin, will you stand? Paul, writing to the church in Ephesus, said, after having done all what? Stand. And I have news for you. Maybe you believe God for your healing. You prayed and you believed God. And then there was an immediate progress. You saw that, oh, the, the pain is actually gone. And then it's final and in the second or third day, the thing seems to return so powerfully. It was like coming like a flood. Oh, that is when you know whether you truly believe it or not. It's at that time you now take your stand and say, no way, God has spoken. Ah, must, must what? Must obey. God has spoken and I'm taking my stand on what the Lord has said. Maybe you believe God that the time of turnaround has come. Your time of breakthrough has come. And suddenly, there seems to be a challenge. There seems to be contrary circumstances at work. I can imagine Abraham. Eventually, after the child he was expecting came. After Isaac was born. The Bible says when he was weaned, they celebrated. It was a big party. Oh, they waited for 25 years for this promise to be fulfilled. And then the very next chapter, and God spoke to Abraham, and God tested Abraham again. That go and what? And sacrifice your son, your only son, the one whom you love. Put yourself in the place of Abraham. This is not what, this is not what, uh, Lord, I thought you said you were giving me the child. You can't take away what you, what, 
Lord, I don't understand this. But thank God for Abraham. He's worked with God for a while. That this God that he's been serving, that this God is, is proving him to be faithful in his life. The Bible says Abraham obeyed God. He didn't understand everything. You wouldn't understand everything, but obey God. Obedience is what will cause you to abide. Obedience is what will cause heaven, cause you to be aligned with heaven. And for you to be downloading from the frequency of heaven. Obedience is better than sacrifice. God, the thing that God has spoken to us in the course of these three days. The thing that God has made clear to us. Don't forget them. How can you obey what you're forgotten? Don't forget them. Obedience is better than sacrifice. How about Joseph? He, he saw the dream. Clearly. Himself and his 11 brothers. They were in the field. And his own sheath stood. And the 11 other sheath representing his 11 brothers bowed before his sheath. Not only that. He had the dream again. That the sun. And the moon. And 11 stars also bowed before him. Can you imagine that? Oh, I'm sure David, Joseph would have felt that, well, come on, Lord. I'm so, oh, this is so, this is, as some of us will say, it's so cool, man. It's cool. Wow, all the sun and the moon and the 11 stars are bowing before me. All my brothers. And you know what? He must have felt really, really cool himself. Because he went and announced, come on, guys, Reuben, all of you, come, come, come. I have news for you. And he gathered them together. You know, I saw a dream. We were all in the field. And your sheath, Reuben, listen very well. I may not be the firstborn, but your sheath. Listen very well, Simeon. Listen very well, Levi. Listen, all of you, I may be number 11 in this house. But there's somebody that God is promoting. And that person is what? I saw it in a dream. And the Bible says his brothers hated him for it. And again, he had another dream. And he didn't stop there. He called them again. Come and listen. Come and see you. Come and see what the Lord has done. Come and see what the Lord has done. Reuben, have you had any dream? Did God show you anything, Simeon? How about you, Levi? Okay, Judah, I know that your name means praise. Have you had any dream at all? But again, the dreamer. God revealed to me. He didn't know that the dreams were just the beginning of process. He didn't know that he would go from there to the pit. It's called prophet in training. His process just started. His training just Began. You know, you're not going to enter into fulfillment until you've gone through process. The things you've been going through these days are God taking you through process, taking you through training. That is why you must not abort process so that you don't end up aborting destiny. And processes are not uncomfortable. 
they're not what? They're not comfortable. We saw it yesterday where Jesus said, the one that bears, much, but bears fruit, I prune so that it may bear what? Much fruit. God's process is to prune you, take away the pride, so that you will know that, oh, it's God that is working you to will and to do of his own good pleasure. That, oh, yes, you're experiencing this rain. You're experiencing this thing. God, God, you know, will take you through process to prepare you so that you don't give the glory to yourself. So that you know how to return the glory back to him. It will take you through process so that you will understand that God is the one at work in you. That the grace, that whatever you are doing is by grace. It's not by power. It's not by might. But by my spirit, says the Lord God. From the pit, he was taken to where? Potiphar's house as a slave. You would have thought that after Potiphar's house, that would have been enough. Because the Bible says that he was a prosperous man in Potiphar's house. And God, because God was with him. But God has not finished with Joseph. He said there's still one more training. Because you're soon going to become prime minister. And it will take you to the prison where you will learn to manage a, a large number of people. And be able to see what they're going through. Share with them so that you can know how to deal with men fairly. From Potiphar's house, it was taken to where? The prison. But by that time, Joseph was getting ready. Was getting ready. All his anger against his brothers would have, what? By then, God, no, no, this anger would need to evaporate. Because if you become prime minister with this anger in your heart, when your brothers will show up, you will destroy them. And meanwhile, you will think you are just punishing them for what they did to you. You wouldn't know you are destroying the prosperity of a whole nation. And God had to deal with Joseph. Joseph was ready. I believe that the, some of the things that you've been going through, all this, is actually to prepare you for this moment. For some of us, I believe that you are ready for the next level. You are ready for the next level. You are ready for the next level. The process, the disappointments. That's why I have news for you. If you have received a letter, a letter, you were expecting something else. You got something else. Oh, yes. And it's a like disappointment to you. You have not had the last say regarding that. Because another one will come regarding the same thing. That will not be positive. And you have cause to rejoice. The reason is because the other way was not the right way. And now God is saying, now you do it this way. So that through this way, the right one will come. The right results will come. And you start to work, rejoice and be thankful for God has done this for you. It's not over until it is over. Oh, yes. Who has the final say? Jehovah. Jehovah. Jehovah has the final say. Oh, I say, who has the final say? Jehovah, Jehovah. 
Jehovah has the final say. Jehovah turns my life around. A life around. It's my way. It's no way. Jehovah. 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 Why don't you stand up wherever you are and, and, and just dance to this? This is very prophetic. I say, who has the final say? Jehovah has Jehovah. Jehovah has the final say. I say, who has the final say? Jehovah. Jehovah. Jehovah has the final say. It turns my life around. I can turn here. It turns my life around. It makes my way where there seems no way. Jehovah, Jehovah, Jehovah has the final thing. He turns my life around. He turns my life around. He makes a way where there seems no way. Jehovah as the final say. Amen. Amen. You all know how Joseph ended. From the prison, he ended in the palace. And likewise, the story we're going, how? I'm going to take you through and you see how eventually the entire thing finished. So Elijah went and presented himself to Ahab, and there was severe famine in Samaria. <laughs> Don't be moved by contrary circumstances to the word of God. Don't be moved by contrary situations. Just know that, oh, God is taking me through a process in him, and I'm going to arrive at destination. The one who gave you the word is able to bring it to pass. I said, the one who gave you the word is able to bring, I have learned in my many years of following him, that when the word of God is declared, many times the circumstances are contrary, but I've learned not to be moved by those circumstances. I've learned not to allow them to bother me because I know that Jehovah has the final say regarding the matter. And in your life, Jehovah will have the final say in Jesus' name. Amen. So what exactly? Why did remember I said that many times the word of God will be what contested by the enemy. That is when you should be ready for war, for warfare. Hello? And the greatest the battle, the greatest the testimony. That will take us to the next thing that happened to Elijah. Elijah. I'll take let, let's go to verse number 20. The, it's called the confrontation on Camel. <laughs> because the, the, the famine. What they were going through was not just caused by the weather. Can, can I hear those of us who look at weather channel? Oh, this is what the weather is saying. This, many times some of those things are what have been, they, they, been, uh, <coughs> they have been controlled by forces you do not see. Many times. Verse number 20. So Ahab sent, you know, eventually Elijah and, uh, uh, maybe we should start from verse number, uh, maybe 18, before we, so that we can see the whole thing in context. Verse number 18. 
1 Kings 18, 18. That's a good one, 18, 18. Praise God. 1 Kings 18. And he answered and said, I have not troubled Israel because uh, Ahab accused him. He said, you are the one that has been troubling Israel. He said, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have in that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed bars. Idolatry will always lead to captivity. The reason why the entire city, the entire nation was in drought was they've embraced bar worship. And I dare say that the reason why a lot of things are happening to our world today, we've turned our back to the God of heaven. We have embraced the gods of silver and gold. Hello. Now other things have become the gods of the nations. And I will show you. You see it there. I'll show you. You see, you're forsaking the commandments of the Lord, and you're followed bars. Verse number 19. Now therefore send and gather all Israel to me on Mount Carmel. Because Mount Carmel was the center of Baal worship in the day of Elijah. And the people, the Canaanites, who worshipped Baal, the original worship of Baal that Israel followed, believed that Baal was the one that would supply rain. Baal was the god of fruitfulness. Baal was the one that would give them rain so that, they were, so that their farms can produce maximally. So Elijah said, let's go back to that mount where you believe that your God is dwelling. And the 450, how many prophets of Baal? 450. And how many prophets of Asherah? Of 400. 400 plus 450, 850 against one man. And all of them eat at where? Jezebel's table. Jezebel was the wife of Ahab, the kings of Israel. Can you imagine? The people of God, they brought the prophets of Baal in. They brought the prophets of Asherah in. Now even eating at the table of the queen. The entire nation has been compromised because the leadership compromise a lot of times when there are situations when some things are not going right check what is happening in the leadership the bible says that when the righteous are in power what happens people rejoice look at some of the challenges that are happening in our state today check who is there as premier check what they believe there Check some of what they've been doing there. Why is it that, oh yes, this challenge will not be centered? Do you know that Melbourne is actually where you have the highest number of atheists in the entire nation of Australia? And I can pinpoint where they're located. The highest number of atheists in the entire nation of Australia, that is why those of you who are here, whether you are born here, you were sent here, or you were brought here, whatever it is, you're not here by accident. You have been enlisted in God's army to dethrone so that there can be an enthronement of God's kingdom in this city. Amen. Praise God. And that is why I've 
been standing in my place of prayers. This city has been known as the most livable city in the world. But Lord, we change the narrative that this is not a city just known for being, oh yes, beautiful things. Or be this is a city that will proclaim the name of the Lord. This is a city that would announce in this city that the knowledge of the glory of our God will fill the land as the waters what? covers the sea. This city will be called the city of God in Jesus' name. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This city will be known. Now come and see what the Lord has done to the city of Melbourne. There's something happening in that place. God has taken over. Come and see what is happening in Victoria. God has taken over. Come and see what is happening to the nations. God is taking over. That will be our Lord and our portion. Verse number 20. Now let's go. So Ahab sent for all of them. All the children of Israel now and gather the prophets together on Mount Carmel. He took them back. Because if you don't dislodge principalities and powers, you can't enthrone the kingdom of God. It is a principle of God. If you don't dethrone principalities and powers, rulers of darkness that seems to be in charge. And many of these have been settled comfortably for years, if not hundreds, if not thousands of years. They have not been challenged. They've not been challenged. But somebody said, then what do we do? How do we do it? That is why one with God is majority. See what happened here. So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, what do we do? But if Baal is God, what? Let's follow him. And we will prove it. But the people answered him, not what? A word. Let's continue. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left, a prophet of the law. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. It was just the only prophet that came out of what? Of the caves. There are 7,000 others who were hiding because of the rule of Ahab and Jezebel. They've driven, and there's so many places in the world now that the church seems to have been driven underground. But he came out. The I alone am left a prophet of the law, but best prophet are 450 men. It's time for prophets who have been dwelling in the caves to show their faces. Come out, prophetic cave dwellers, to start to declare the word of the Lord. To principalities and powers, to rulers of darkness of this age, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. Take your stand so that God can flow through you. 23. Therefore, let them give us two bulls. How many bulls? And let them choose one bull for themselves. Cut it in pieces. Lay it on the wood. Put no fire under it. I will prepare the other bull and lay it on the wood, but put, put no fire under it. Then you call on the name of your world. Gods. And I will call on the name of world. Did you notice there? Say your gods. G. Small g. Small letter g. Oh, I pray that you are not following the small letter G, God. And I will call on the name of what? Lord, 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 capital L-O-R-D. Not Lords, but Lord, because God is one. <laughs> Amen. He said, Gods, praise the name of the Lord. The God you have to keep in your pocket. You keep one here in the right pocket. Keep another one. Keep one at home. Keep one this one. Be careful. Those cannot be real gods. And the God who answers by what? By fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, 
it is well spoken. They all agreed. Verse 25. Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one bull for yourself and prepare it first, for you are many. And call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. 26. So they took the bull which was given to them, and they gathered, and they prepared it, and called on the name of Ba from when? Morning to world. Oh, to noon. Saying, oh, Ba, hear us. Oh, Ba, hear us. Oh, Ba, hear us. But there was no voice, no one answered. Then they leaped about the altar which they had made. They started jumping on it. Maybe Ba will be awakened from sleep. They had made. Yes. So it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is what? Meditating. Or is what? Busy. Or is what? Maybe I should add my own. It's called Pastor Shea's what? Paraphrase. Or maybe we need to wake him up from sleep. Oh, he's even there. Or perhaps he's what? He's sleeping and must be awakened. So they cried aloud and called themselves, as was their custom, with knives and lances on the blood gushed out on them. Blood got not just trickled out, gushed out. So they must have been really cutting themselves, cutting themselves. They cried aloud and called themselves as their customs. On the blood gushed out. Verse 30. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. So all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken. In these two days of pain and fasting, I believe that altars which hitherto have been broken, that you've had to repair them. Repair them. How do you repair them? That is why you need to return back to the upper room. That is why you need to forgive those who have offended you. You can't be what? We can be offended and be anointed at the same time because strife will attract demons to you. you know, and you have to repair the altar. What exactly that is in your life that seems to be hindering heaven from moving? You examine it. Where do you need to make adjustments? Where do you need to make amendments? What do you do that seems to be resisting heaven? Amen. In the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Sometimes we say nobody, but you can be against yourself. You can be against yourself when you refuse to align. I looked at the life of Jesus. I studied the life of Jesus, and I saw there he only did what he saw the Father what. He said the Son can do nothing. So he, he lived a complete life of obedience. He was just following the Father, following the Father, following the Father. So the people came near to him, and he repaired the altar that was broken. And if you have known, it's time to repair every broken altar in your life. It's time. Why do you pursue things that needs to be pursuing you? How can you be a child of God and you are pursuing things? The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his right way of doing things. And every other thing will start to what? Pursue you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'll repeat myself. What do you, why are you pursuing things that need to what, be pursuing you? Why can't you pursue God and allow things to pursue you? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So all the people came there. And Elijah took and then he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken. 
verse number 31. And Elijah took how many stones? Representing the twelve tribes of Israel, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your word name. Elijah had to repair the altar. That was because the reason why Baal took over the nation was because of the broken altar. Nobody was going there to pray. No sacrifice was being made there. So Baal took over the entire nation. Saying, Israel shall be your name, Tali 2. Then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench around the altar, like enough to hold two seers of seed. First King 33. And he put the wood in order. He repaired the altar, and then he put the wood where? In order. Because there's order in the kingdom. Hello. When our lives come into order, we allow heaven to flow into it effortlessly. It's called without stress. Or sometimes, as I say, where heaven to flow into it. But when we are out of order, we make things unnecessarily difficult for ourselves. He put the wood wood in order, cut the bulls in pieces, and laid it on the wood, and set, and fill it with four water pots with water. Water, four water pots with water, and pour it on the bone sacrifice on the wood. And then Yes, 34. Then he said, do it a second time. Pour more water. Did the second time. and said, do it a third time. They poured more water. 35. So the water ran all around the altar. He also filled the train with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all these things at your War. Remember, everything, when Elijah declared the word, he declared it based on the promises that he received from the Father. Amen. No wonder he was that confident. 37. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me, that these people may know that you are the Lord God, and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord what? <laughs> oh! The prophets of Baal shouted. The prophets of Baal cried. They caught themselves. You won't find that. Elijah didn't do, didn't do any of that. But he called upon, after repairing the altar, putting the wood in order, he called upon the name of the Lord. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the doors, and he licked up the water that was in the trench. Verse number 13. Now, now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. They said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. I am telling you, we're getting closer and closer. When in this city and in the nations, the people will know, they will get to know that the Lord, he is God. That the Lord, he is God. That the Lord, he is God. Verse number 14. Then Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brocation and executed them there. It was after this that he made the announcement in 41, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Because he had to dethrone the principalities holding the nation bound. The throne, the forces holding the, for, the forces of war that have been hindering the progress of the nation so that there can be real progress. He's the throne so that there could be an enthronement 
Then Elijah said, go up, eat and drink. There's what? The sound of abundance of rain. Let me say to you, let, let me show you. I said I, I, I'll show you something. I want to go to Psalm 115. Because I want, you know, they call upon their gods. They shout out to their gods. But it, why is it that he didn't answer them? Psalm 115, from verse number one. I'll read it from the TPT version. If you don't have TPT, you just read it in NKJV. But I'll read it from the TPT version. So God, glorify your name. Yes, your name alone be glorified, not ours. Amen. Everything we do, everything you want to do, you want to use it to give glory to him. Amen. For you are the one who loves us passionately. And you are faithful and true. Why should the unbelievers mock us, saying, where is this God of yours? But we know our God rules from the heavens. Amen. And it takes the light in all that he what he does. The NKJV says, our God is in heaven. He does what he pleases. <laughs> Verse number four. The unbelievers worship what they make. What they make. How can you be worshiping the works of your hands? Their idols are silver and gold. The work of men's hands. How can you be bowing down before something that you made? The unbelievers worship what they make. Their wealth and their work. The gods of nations are what? Silver and gold. They idolize what they own and what they make with their hands. But their things can't talk to them. They have mouth. They do not speak. They can't talk to them. They have eyes, but they do not see. They can't talk. They can't answer them. Their possessions will never satisfy. Their futile faith in dead idols and dead works can never bring life or meaning to their souls. Blind men can only create blind things. Those deaf to God can only make a deaf image. And everyone who trusts in these powerless dead things will be just like what they worship, powerless and dead. What a combination, powerless and what? Dead. They have eyes, they cannot see. They have ears, they do not see. Those who make them are like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. So trust in the Lord, all his people, for he is the only true hero. They wrap around God. Hallelujah. I love that. They wrap around God. That means he will wrap himself around you. Who is our shield? Tell me what virus can penetrate when God has wrapped himself around you. I went to a place yesterday. I was going to enter the place. They said, come, come, come. And, uh, come on. And I was like, just let me go. No virus can come near me. No, and they said, okay. I said, okay. Take it. And they, they brought out, the, what do you call it now? Temperature check. They said, Pah. And I stood. I said, did I pass the test? What did they? And he said, oh, yes. He said, you are good. You are good. You are good. And, I, and they told me the temp temperature. And I said, okay, uh, let, let, me, let me go in now. When God is wrapping himself around you, can corona penetrate it? Can virus penetrate it? Can pandemic penetrate it? Can COVID penetrate it? What, what other name is he called? You is priest, trust in the Lord. We're kingdom of what? Kings and priests. You are the priest of the Lord. 
Hello, in the New Testament, the priests are not those who wear garments. The priests are those who belong to him, who have given their heart to Jesus, and they've made him their Lord and their Savior. Hello, somebody. Oh, please, I'm not wearing any garments. Oh, yes, you are, if you've given your heart to Jesus. That is why today, this morning, this day, if you have not done that, Please do that so that you can become a part of this kingdom of kings and praise that God will wrap himself around. That you don't need to fear their fear and you don't need to be afraid of whatever news is coming out of the what? Of the city. But you will be able to hear the voice coming out from the temple. You, all, all his lovers who bow down before him, trust in the Lord for he is our what? Only true Hero, God wrapped around us as our shield. The Lord will never forget us in our needs. He will bless us in thee. He will bless the house of Israel. The Lord will bless your house. The Lord will not forget you. He will bless the, your house. He will bless your entire household. In the name of Jesus. He said, yes, he will bless his lovers who bow down before him. No matter who they are. God himself will fill you with more blessings upon blessings. Oh, my, my, my. Your takeaway package from this service is called blessings upon blessings. I want you to repeat that. Say blessings upon blessings. Repeat it again. Blessings upon blessings. Blessings upon blessings will be heaped upon you. And upon your children from the maker of heaven and earth. The very God who made you. That is the word of the Lord concerning you. Uh, but for those who worship idols, silver and gold, that cannot be their Lord. That cannot be their portion. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus name. Amen. And after the confrontation. After Baal was defeated. After Hashtero was put to shame. Elijah now announced, what? I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Amen. Praise God. And then now the prayers, what? Began. Prophecy is not an end in itself. Dreams, prophecies are invitations to prayers. Hello, somebody. Oh, Paul wrote to Timothy, wage a good warfare by the prophecies that what? Gone ahead of you. As you take the prophetic word that you've received during the three days of prayer and fasting, and the prophetic word you've been receiving from the beginning of the year, and start to declare it over your life, you don't join them in saying whatever they're saying. You start to declare them so that you can firmly plant them into your spirit. The moment is firmly planted into your spirit, there's no force on earth able to stop them from coming to pass. When you plant those prophetic words in your heart, plant them in your spirit, man. Plant them in your heart. What God has spoken regarding your present, regarding your future. Oh, but prophecy, you know what it does? Prophecy will help you to lay hold on the future and bring it into the present. So that what God has spoken, declaring the end from the beginning, can be your experience in the now. That is why the Bible says, now faith is. Amen. Faith is a breed that connects what? Connects eternity to time. That when you start to release and start to lay hold on the word of God by faith. What is happening? You are bringing that word, the eternal word of God, that has been released from eternity into time. 
He declared, I can hear it. And then he started praying. He now sent his servant, go and check. When the first time, nothing. Go and check. When the second time, what? Nothing. Go and check. When the third time, what? Nothing. Go and check again. Until the Bible says what? The seventh time. It's called the persistent prayer of Elijah. With persistent prayer, remember we dance. Who has the final say? Jehovah has the final say. Be persistent in your, especially when the circumstances are contrary. Take your stand. It, and I don't think it's an accident that he went seven times because seven represents completion and perfection. And this word is coming to you in the seventh month of our calendar here in Australia. At least this is July, and as we look at it as the seventh month, isn't it? And it's coming to you now that you take your stand. It went again. How many times, how many, how many people will also continue? You know, many times, I've said this before, I'll repeat it again. A lot of times you give up when you're about to lay hold on the promise. You've been standing, you've been believing God when you are closer. Let's say this is where you've been believing God, taking you closer, taking you closer, taking you closer. When you're about to lay hold, many times, you know, that's when many people give up. Sometimes the enemy will send a friend, so-called friend. Sometimes will send somebody here to say, you've been waiting all this long. Why? Don't deceive. And then suddenly he said, that's true. And then you turn like this. And then you what? You just move. And then before you know what is happening, you have missed out. Or at best, you start all over again. It's called beginning again. It's called beginning again. Praise God. Hallelujah. So go up and see. He went up again. He went again. He went again. Seven times. Go again. And he now said what? He said, then he came to pass the seventh time. There's a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up. Say to Ahab, prepare your chariot. Go down before the rain stops you. I spoke about this at the beginning of this message. There was no outpouring of rain. He just saw a cloud as small as a man's hand. He just saw something, what we call a small testimony. Many of times, those are signs to you that the big one is on the way. Those words that will come to you, that take this step, those things that will say, take the, those are signs to you. Oh, before manifestation the, of the main thing that you're expecting. But thank God, a Elijah has learned in walking with God. He's learning his work with God. That wow, that the God that will supply cloud will send the rain. <laughs> so the moment he saw the cloud, he said, wow, this is a sign. Go! Say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Remember, he didn't say before the cloud stops you. He said before the rain stops you. He's already hooked on in faith, declaring the word of the Lord. Remember the word he declared. The sound of abundance of all? Of rain. Then verse number 45. It happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds, wind, and there was a heavy rain. Your word will position you to receive the rain because you believe it. You hook up to it. You start to declare it. Said there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Amen. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. This is where I'm rounding up this message. And I will prophesy over you that I want you to stand up wherever you are. That in the name of Jesus, lift up your hands to heaven. Start to thank God 
for the word you've heard. Start to thank God for how God has been working with you. Thank God for some experiences that you do not even understand. I can't explain this, but Lord, I know you love me. I know you care for me. I know you have the best for me. Start to thank God for it. Start to thank God for it. Because the hand of the Lord is already on you, but it's coming upon you in a very strong way. The hand of the Lord is coming upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And at this point in time, I just want to pray for families right now. In Jesus' name, I lift up families and I commit them to your hands that these families will be truly one. Lord, I pray that you turn them into power couples. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for families. Father, I pray for children. Oh Lord, my God, that these children will be godly seeds. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we start to connect all our children. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will teach our children. None of them will go astray. None of them will join the perversity of this generation. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for families right now. Because they are the building blocks of the society. When the family fails, the society will ultimately fail. Oh Lord my God, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you. I want to give you praise. I want to worship you. I hear very clearly. The Lord is showing me this. There is opening doors for you. Is opening doors for you. Oh, unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? He that is true, he that is holy, he that opens a door that no one is able to close and is closing doors against the works of the enemy in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, every work of Satan, every work of the enemy in your life, the time has come for the doors, not just to be closed, to be slammed shut on them. Because for this cause, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy all the works of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I lift up your entire church before you right now. That ev let everyone under the sound of my voice emerge from these three days of praying and fasting. <laughs> oh, emerge better, brand new, lay hold in the name of Jesus. Because strength is released over you. Grace is released over you. Empowerment is released over you. Enablement is released over you. In the name of Jesus Christ. We have come right now to the Lord's table. And I want you first and foremost to bring out. I gave some instructions to you yesterday. Bring out the things you have written. Somebody said, what is that? I don't understand that. That is why you should not have missed those three days. Because I gave them some instructions. I said, write down some of these things. And we've been praying concerning them. They've been talking to God about them. And I want to break bread over them. These are very, very important. Bring out your own list right now. The things you have written. The things, oh Lord, my, that, that, that you said that you desire of God. Because God has not called the sons of Jacob to seek him in vain. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bring them out. And the first thing that we're talking and we're declaring before our God is regarding our city. We declare in the name of Jesus Christ. We say every effect of COVID-19 is not just bound. It's completely destroyed and dismantled. We say the blood is against it. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
because this city belongs to God. This city is the Lord's in the name of Jesus. And our nation is the Lord's in the name of Jesus. If you live in another city, in another nation, you declare the same thing over your city, over your nation. In Jesus' name, that no COVID-19 will invade and take over your city, will invade and take over your nation. We put a stop. We stand against it. In the name of Jesus, especially in your life. And if you've been sent as a watchman, I'm declaring this because I've been sent as a watchman over this city. If I've been sent as a watchman, I have authority in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, as a sent one, as a watchman over my city. Dear Lord, because there's no COVID-19 or coronavirus in heaven, we say regarding your people, as many as are lining up right now, we say in the name of Jesus, we come against all of this in their lives. In the name of Jesus, not just in their lives, in their environs, in their environment, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, go before God. I told you, and to start to thank God for the things that you've listed, the things that you, you brought before him. Start to thank him. Thank him for the provision. Thank him for God opening the door for you. Thank him. Oh, Lord, we want to thank you. Like a road in the wilderness, he leads us. Leave us in the desert will we find. Heaven and earth will fade. But his word will still remain. For he will do something new today. Oh my. God will make a way. Where there seems to be no way. He walks in ways you cannot see. He will make a way for you. He will be your guide. Hold you closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day. He will make a way. He will make a way. As you step into another week, you're stepping into newness of life. As you partake of the bread, the Bible says on that day he took bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body which is broken for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we partake of the bread, that everything broken in our lives be made whole. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you so much. Bread, the Bible says healing is the children's bread. Thank you for healing of bodies. Thank you for strength in bodies. Where there's been weakness, thank you for strength in the name of Jesus. Partake of the bread right now. And in that day, he took the wine. He said, this is, the, this is my blood. The blood of the new covenant that was shed for you. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Father, we want to thank you. Concerning the things we brought to your table, Father, we receive them right now. Thank you for breakthroughs. Thank you for supernatural help. Thank you for angelic help. Thank you, O oh Lord, my God, as you walk with your people. Thank you, Father, for taking them from where they are to where they ought to be in you. Thank you that the miraculous will be their portion and the supernatural will start to be their experience in a way they have not known before. Because you have stepped into their lives and to their cases. Father, we thank you. 
We take the bread and we take the wine now. Praise God. All want to say thank you. It's just thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for things you have settled. Thank you for these three days of praying and fasting that is coming to an end today. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you worship in Jesus' name. Don't forget, I told you to build a memorial before God regarding these things that you're trusting God for. If you have not done that, you can go ahead and do it now as you build a memorial. And all I can say to you is congratulations. Congratulations. Because the Lord has changed your story. It's a new day concerning you. And I'm telling you, you've had the first one today. You hear many, many congratulations. Because things that are looking difficult, the Lord is making them what? Easy and easy for you in the name of Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you just bow your head and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Or rededicate your life to him and say, Lord Jesus, have your way in my life. Rule and reign in my life in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We worship and we adore you. It's a brand new day. It's a day of restoration. Thank you. Thank you for restoration. Thank you for harvest. Thank you for release of abounding grace over your people right now. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And the people said, Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Love you. And I will see you next week by the grace of God in the clouds. But during the week, I will see you through Zoom or on the Zoom platform. Amen. And don't miss out on the conference. Everyone, invite your friends. Let everybody be there. Let no one who is part of this house miss out. It's a time of a fresh outpouring. This is a prelude to that. God bless you. Amen. Amen.